0: Here is a thing you must understand, children. We are not what humans once called oppressed. We are defeated, but we were never conquered.
1: Hi, I'm Lucy, and I'm playing
2: Vake.
0: By murdering our culture, they murdered their own and left themselves bereft of the basics of humane humanity.
2: Hi, I'm Jim Ryan, and I am playing Karloff Carradine.
0: They once looked at people and called them normal. But in their self-immolation, they lost the petty divisions that used to make them kill each other.
3: Hi, I'm Zoe and I'm playing Comet Baby Teeth Sharps.
0: Still, the humans remember one thing. They remember how to hate.
4: Hi, I'm Ben and I'm playing Jones Johnson fourth.
0: So we're not fighting for our freedom. We're fighting
4: for our lives. You can
0: and welcome again to Tabletop Garden, an actual play podcast where we collaborate on short, self-contained stories about interesting characters, and we do it with an agenda. I'm Gregory Avery Weir, and it's good to have you with us again. A content warning for this episode, you will get, I think, some mild body horror and discussion of uh, euthanasia or mercy killing. Um, So, heads up for that. I think there will be enough of a lead-in that you'll be able to brace yourselves, but uh, take care of yourselves. Today we're continuing Ego Driver, a post-apocalyptic vehicular combat campaign using the Big Eyes, Small Mouth 3rd Edition rules. Our agenda, as always, is to honestly portray diverse characters, pursue healthy play practices, and craft story with social responsibility. For Ego Driver, we have the additional agenda, Save yourself, make it look good, and live like you're dying. You can get more info on the show at tabletop.garden, and you can get episodes early at patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir. We now continue Tabletop Garden, Eco Driver. This enormous industrial vehicle larger than Jones's digging rig, with this huge broad spinning blade at the front of it launches out straight towards you and your entire group it's it's as wide as the road itself okay and is currently heading currently playing chicken with you heading on a collision course with the front of your vehicle huh and you you spot in among the twisted structure Of this vehicle bits and pieces that look like a person bits of of that red leather from that figures coat there's maybe even a face somewhere deep inside although it might be a you might just be imagining that as part of the twisted metal but it almost looks as if somehow the person you encountered has merged with this vehicle to to form whatever monstrosity it's become Huh. Jones, you see up ahead this this flashing of light and uh, see past Vake this vehicle burst out of out of the barn and start heading toward you all. What do you do?
4: Yeah, probably more cinematically, Jones had just turned around to deal with the flailing ah, hands right. coming at him. And then the light pulls him back <laughs> forward and it's just one of those looking over the shoulder, looking forward, looking over the shoulder. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> so, um, the role I did was to determine how strapped in he was on his seatbelt. Because he actually has a <laughs> five-point harness system. And uh, he is he's in there. So, here's what I'm thinking. And uh, tell me if you think the mechanics can support this. If not, I'm fine with just pulling a pistol and shooting. But this feels more cinematic. Jones is in a... A harness in a seat belt, and the creature behind him is not, and probably is not used to when gravity has a different effect on a vehicle. So I think Jones looking at the creature behind him and the thing barreling down on him is going to like dive straight down and start doing the mining equivalent of um, shimmying back and forth. To basically try and keep this thing off its feet and smash it against walls a couple times. Okay. I don't. I don't know if that's me trying to use the vehicle's unarmed attack on its inside, or if that's yeah. just making a drive check to keep this thing incapacitated. I'm not sure exactly which of those would make more sense. The probably some drive check in allowing me to use the vehicle makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Let's let's do the. Let's make this a make, let's make the attack roll a drive check, but this will be using your your unarmed damage.
4: I think. Okay. Because yeah, I think he's going to just start with pretty much like going straight down into a into a cartwheel, almost under the ground, to try and get this thing flipped upside down and more appropriately off him in a cinematic way.
0: So you rolled a fifteen. It rolled a seven. Are you at the end of this? Do you want to be still be heading toward? The, the giant combine thing?
4: I'm good with being under the ground at the end of this turn.
0: Okay. Um,
4: I think Jones has enough respect for industrial vehicles to recognize that thing could fuck him up.
0: All right. Uh, so you, you swerve from side to side and you're hearing, you, you thought you were hearing unpleasant noises before. They were at least outside the vehicle, but now you're hearing the crunches of this thing getting knocked around against the insides, against, you know, consoles and stuff that you use daily. Um, and finally, there's a crunch large enough that uh, that you're pretty sure that it's disabled and you're able to, I guess, push the, the steering forward and dive into the ground underneath this giant tractor.
4: Yeah, Jones kind of turns his nose up for a second and and settles his stomach and just sort of, I'll clean it later. I'll clean it later. At least it wasn't that gooey. <laughs> oh,
1: commiserate.
0: <laughs> Karloff, uh, Vake's uh, still between you and this tractor, but you can tell that it's it's barreling, and it's not yeah, I mean, it's just starting off. It's just crashed out of this barn, but it's starting to pick up speed toward you.
2: Yeah, I think my question was, uh, will I be able to act again before it reaches us? Um, I've put its
0: initiative at the bottom of the order, so no. Okay. It will. Um, this is your one turn to do something about this for gotcha.
2: now. My next question is, how, uh, how big is it?
0: Uh, it is the same width as the road. Um, so I guess that's, that's what, 15 feet across? Um, the actual body of the tractor is a little smaller, but it's it's got what used to be a, a combine um, that's now on the front of it. Um, that's wide enough that you, you have to go off road to get around it.
2: Well, I think the important question is, could I clear it with a jump?
0: Um, I think so. I think that your your long distance on the jump is enough to clear it, but you would Given that there's a building that it's coming out of, you'd probably end up inside, like you'd be going in the loft of this barn uh, and then have to somehow not, <laughs> somehow make it once you're up there. Interesting. Um, That'll probably be a pretty challenging drive check once you're inside.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the, the option to do, uh, I mean, the, the same thing here, of course, would be to try to swerve away. But I feel like the cooler thing would be to barnstorm in a thing that is not a plane.
0: <laughs> Excellent.
2: So I feel that that is what's about to happen.
0: Give me your drive check.
2: Let's do it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So you have got a nineteen. <laughs> no, um. So you fire your your thrusters and launch yourself up off of off of the ground. Um. You sail up over Vake, over the bulk of this tractor, and as you look down, you can definitely see not only that there's a vague, almost sketchy humanoid form stretched and distorted across and through this vehicle, um, but also that it... Lifts its face slightly to look at you as you go over and you can see that on the sides of it there are machine guns that have been melded on with almost biological looking metal mounts um, that are moving to track you as you sail overboard, but then you smash through the the shutters over the loft doors on this barn and find yourself up in a not particularly built for vehicular support uh, <laughs> attic loft area above the, the body of this this large farm equipment shed. Um, and you can hear rafters creaking and, and splintering and you're throwing up loose boards with your wheels as you're sailing through and are, are heading rather quickly for the far wall of this structure, which is not there is not a corresponding loft window on that side of this building. Uh, what do you want to do about that?
2: I feel as though it is time to uh, make a new hole uh, in this building. <laughs> I shall create an exit since I am going in that direction. All right.
1: I really admire your dedication to fire codes. Yes, you know I, I try to be
2: uh, I, I try to be considerate that way.
0: You must have a safe exit even on the second floor.
2: Uh, what right. weapon are you using to punch a hole? I think the one that makes the most sense is the electro ram. Um, although, I mean, I could try to, do I have time to take it out with the, the other side with a cannon? Because if I could, uh, if I got time to. Yeah, I'd probably, cannon, I'd
0: probably that. go with the sonic cannon. Because since the electro ram is stunning, I feel like it wouldn't, it might not do yeah, enough damage. To a
2: stunned barn the probably mm-hmm. does not hurt any less when you ram into its side. So yes, <laughs> let us attempt to use the sonic cannon upon it and see what happens.
0: Alright, so you fire this this sonic cannon inside an enclosed space, which probably makes your ears ring a bit. Um, And you just shatter that back wall of this dilapidated structure and and form a hole large enough that you can sail out the other side, and um, your rockets have petered out at this point, Uh, so this is a heavier landing than it normally would be, Um, but you're able to to land with a skid in the just the fields on the on the other side of this building
2: awesome does your vehicle can your vehicle go off-road um well it's a humvee i kind of assume it can but let me uh i i I think i may have taken things mechanically for that i'm not completely sure
0: yeah i think i think i checked last time and and
2: yeah i i don't think i took the limitation that makes it yeah that makes it on road yeah
0: Comet's car is the only one that can that is restricted to roads only.
3: My car is not restricted to roads only.
0: Oh, okay, then maybe no one is. All right, so you are safely on the other side of this of this building for now, but that was that took up your your turn. Uh, Vake, you are heading on a collision course with the spinning blades on the front of this giant tractor.
1: So when you say spinning blades, uh, are they? all around I mean where are they located on the vehicle exactly
0: on the front of this vehicle there's this long long helical combine that would be used for like harvesting
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, crops so it's this horizontal long wide helical blade that's that's spinning fast
1: so it's really just going to be on one side of it
0: on the front side of it
1: yeah the front side of it, yeah. I I will just let you tell me what kind of check <laughs> this will require. Uh, what I'd like to attempt to do is swerve around the spinning blade portion of the uh, entity and then swerve to the side with my spikes and kind of drive my spikes down the side of it while i keep going so that i'll actually go past the entity eventually i'm not trying to get stuck on the side of it
0: i think because it's so because the blade part is so much wider than the the tractor part i think that you'd need to kind of you'd need to do a, a circle around it and come in from the back in order to to damage it there's not enough room to dodge around and scrape down the side
1: i'm good with that plan so for this turn i'm just going to basically swerve off to one side and I'm trying to circle around.
0: Okay, I think I'll say that this will be a contested drive check and if if it succeeds then you'll get hit with its weapon. You'll get hit with okay. the blades.
1: I have rolled an 18.
0: So you rolled an 18. Uh, it rolled a 16 and you've both got specializations in your respective things. So... You turn to the side, drive off of the road, you're smashing up some, some ancient farm fence work, and you just barely squeeze past the side of that huge harvester blade, and uh, hmm. yeah, since it's, since it's still picking up speed, you can get along behind it if you want to, um, and are you trying to use your spikes to smash into it?
1: That was my plan.
0: Okay. Uh, so give me an attack for that. Not great. So you rolled a 10. So apparently uh, you this a...
1: is par for the course for me today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sometimes the dice are not kind. Also, their defense is very high. They got a 20. Uh, so you pull a handbrake turn, throwing up a bunch of soil from the farmyard, and uh, pull forward, but they manage to stay ahead of you Uh, so you're not able to make contact with those spikes
1: i would also uh, like to power down my force field for this turn
0: okay so that'll let you recharge your force field while it's down
1: yeah it lets me if i do that so i don't have it at all for this turn but i can turn it back on next turn and be back to 20
0: all right are you inside your tank at this point are you still riding on top
1: yeah, I'll just crawl back inside for now. Okay. Uh, I'd also like to note that I think it's great that the entity has a specialization in the self and we should all be so lucky.
0: <laughs> yes, its driving specialization <laughs> is indeed self.
2: Wow. How can I get that?
1: I love it. I know, that's yeah. deep, right? I'm working on that for my own.
2: Right? Maybe they really know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and your
0: force field will regain one level each turn it's down. Okay. So it'll it'll take a little bit to, to get back up to full. Cool. Karloff is well past the tractor at this point. Vake is right on its tail. Uh, and Comet, you're further back, um, but it's picking up speed. You can clearly see now there's no one else between you and this enormous monster Oh boy! harvester.
3: Um, you said it has like spinning blades in front of it?
0: Yeah, I posted a, a picture in Discord of, oh, of what,
3: what a
1: combine looks like.
3: It's there and I see it. It's just a combine. Um, well, I know what the enemy of a combine is. Uh, is getting a uh, a uh, some kind of metal cord caught in its gears.
1: Oh, um, I thought the enemy of a combine would be your friend.
2: <laughs> the enemy of my combine is my.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I've heard that yeah, saying it's something before. Like that, right? I think Dick Tracy <laughs> says it.
2: Dick Tracy is such yep. a weird comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and probably had a villain very much like this.
3: I don't even know anymore. Um, (laughs) What I would like to do while I am um, trying to get out of the way is uh, try to, I mean, I would like to sacrifice my, my lance weapon um, to try to get the cable like snagged up in the combine. Um, Okay. Oh, but then what if it like pulls me in and gets me?
0: I think you can probably detach your cable. That's
3: true. I should be able to detach it. Yeah. Well, come both, on, cinematic. I will. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to fire as I drive by um, to try to uh, not necessarily damage the vehicle, but to try to get the cable snagged in the spinning blades and possibly incapacitate them.
2: Okay.
0: Are you trying to drive past it or are you turning around and driving away from it?
3: Ooh. Hmm. I'll offer
0: you the same deal as as Lucy. If you try and drive past it, then if you fail your contested drive, you'll hit the combine blades.
3: Gotcha. Um, I'm going to try to drive um, away from it, so then at least I could flamethrower it. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, make a shot and then drive forward. I bet I'm faster than it is, so that makes sense to me.
0: All right, so you, you uh, do a... A real fast turn, and shoot off your lance.
3: Ooh. uh, No coming back from that.
0: So same result as as just recently. You rolled a 10, and it rolled a 20. Um, So in what way do you miss, or in what way do you Um, fail to succeed?
3: I think that I probably start driving too soon because I'm trying to get out of the way. So uh, it's I, I let's see. Hmm. No, it, this has got a pretty long range, so I can't use that excuse.
0: Where does your lance end up?
3: I think that I probably just shoot right over it. Uh, and lance is just dangling dangling in the wind somewhere um and maybe gets broken off anyway because it's just off maybe it gets caught in the combine somehow but not in a good way and i am now being towed or being the opposite of towed. i'm towing if i could tow it i'd be towing it but i'm i'm tethered to it until i detach the, the the tether
0: Vake, you're you're chasing and weren't able to quite get close enough to ram it with those spikes and then you see a lance just fire come over the top of it from the front um and just sail completely out the top and like rattle to the ground uh behind you and the the cable drags over the surface of the combine and i think that that it sticks there for a moment and then the machinery shifts in a way that's actually kind of similar to the way that that Vake's vehicle twists and is flexible and oh. just cuts that cable in half. And so that lance is lost Goodbye, for lance. now. Oh. And it is the vehicle's turn. So currently the two most uh, threatening targets are vague and comet so out of the several bristling a giant
1: smiley face emoji appears on the side <laughs> of the tank <laughs> oh boy not the not the angry emoji the smiley emoji
0: there is no response from the tractor except that it's there's a flash of of gold light out of its bristling exhaust pipes uh, and it suddenly picks up a burst of speed that shouldn't be possible in something this big. And it's barreling down the road at Comet at speed that is, at least momentarily, faster than she's going.
3: Oh boy, time for a wild ride. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so it rolled a 15, you rolled a 13.
3: That I
1: did.
0: This pierces 12 of your armor.
1: okay. And I have hella armor is, is, so... is it possible for, I don't know how this game actually happens, but is it possible for us to roll in front of Comet before the, and take that damage instead? Not,
0: not with where you are, I don't think. You're all behind it at this point, except for Jones being underground.
3: It's all good, Vake and and Lucy- and Jolissa, Jolissa, um, all of us, all yeah. of all of you. Uh, I only take the piercing damage as I am very unreasonably heavily armored, which is great.
0: Right, so, what's what is your armor currently?
3: It is sixty. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> a lot of armor.
0: So it pierces through twelve of that, reducing your armor to you just, armor is effectively forty-eight against this mm-hmm. attack. So you take nine damage.
3: Just a scratch.
0: So yeah, it it speeds up and uh those you're able to stay just barely ahead of it and those blades are scraping and chewing away at the back panel of your of your vehicle leaving oh big scars on it and probably tearing up some of your exhaust system.
3: My poor bumper.
0: And oh, and I need to remember that it's because it's got spreading on it, there's a minus 1 to defend against it. And then at the same time as it is scraping against Comet's vehicle uh, a machine gun that's mounted on, on the side of it in that those weird almost organic mounts uh, turns around to point at Vake and opens fire.
3: Woo! <laughs> Does Vake
1: make that sound? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> Always one shy.
0: It rolled a fourteen. You rolled a thirteen, uh, so the shots hit solidly. But I think they—I think with that damage, they just bounce off of your armor because it's only doing twenty-two uh, damage.
1: Yes, I have thirty armor,
0: and that means that it is Joan's turn. Uh, you are underground, uh, and you're hearing all sorts of very strange sounds, um, but. Now that things have settled out a bit, you're able to place Karloff back on the other side of that barn, Vake just behind the tractor, and Comet just ahead of it.
4: And I'm presuming any leftover human bits are more or less obliterated by a combine tractor, or are we past the wall of, of corpses?
0: You're, the corpses are still kind of... Most of the zombies were... Are now kind of behind you Although the direction that the tractor is going You're kind of heading back into that But you'd, you'd guess that, that They're probably not much of a risk Compared to this thing
4: Okay, so let's see Where we have the position Vake is basically In line with the rear of this Thing
0: Yeah, they were trying to to ram it with some spikes They're a little further back now Actually, the tractor moved forward Pulled ahead
4: well, but I mean, fundamentally, I probably can't come at it from the rear if there is a person in that line of fire.
0: You could probably come up beside Vake, because this thing is, the tractor itself is is larger than your vehicle, and then it's got that big blade on the front of it.
4: Okay. I don't know, that doesn't seem cinematic enough. So I am think I'm going to try and take uh, a page out of Karlov's book. Uh. <laughs> And, and see if I can jump the vake. Okay. Um,
0: Tell me more.
4: <laughs> uh, coming out of the ground at a sufficient velocity to achieve temporary airborne status and um, impale, smash into the combine.
0: Hmm. Okay. Its
4: rear quarter.
0: I think this is probably what's a hard roll again? So I'd I'd say this is probably gonna be a. You don't have jumping or anything, right? Nope. Um. So this is a. We'll say it's a fifteen, drive check, and if you fail, you'll crash into Vake.
4: Whoa, hey. I'm good with that. Are you?
1: Yeah, bring it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I've I've got divine favor, so I, in case necessary.
1: I, I probably have Ooh. higher armor than you.
0: Right, so you you got a sixteen, your target was a fifteen, so fake you're you're driving along um having bullets thrown at you trying to to impact this and then suddenly you hear a rumble behind you and up above you jones's vehicle emerges or has emerged from the ground and is coming over you and carlos vehicle sails over other vehicles jones's vehicle is is a little more like a beaching whale um it's it clears you with just about a, a, a foot of, of space and lands with a thud on the road ahead of you with its uh, treads spinning violently uh, and give me an attack roll to see if in the process you hit that tractor.
1: The tank's actually gonna dip down a very untank-like manner as you sail over.
0: So the tank
4: ducks. We appreciate its ability to duck.
2: <laughs> she breaches.
0: So you attacked with a seventeen, and it got a twenty-three. Damn. Um. So, you uh. Let's see. It's it's been attacked. Twice so far. So that's at a minus three. Um. Still not enough. So. That burst of speed that it had is maintained just enough that when you land, you're not quite able. Like you, the tip of your drill just just barely skitters off of the back bumper of it, and and uh, drills a little hole. But uh, you're not able to to maintain that speed, and you're now like right in front of Vake, almost bumper to bumper with them.
4: Yeah, I'm probably gonna kick just to just you know list lazily to the left a little bit, so that um, Vake has a shot to try and ram again, Okay, if they would like.
0: Karloff, uh, you're just in the middle of a field. Alright. <laughs> back behind a barn. <laughs> this is nice. You're hearing, uh, you're hearing rumbles and gunfire from where you
2: left. So I'm gonna, of course, make a turn, um, and as I proceed back around the uh, the outside of the barn, um, I am what I'm presuming these fields are bare. Um so or, or are yeah. there like cool uh like uh, husks of uh undead wheat for us to drive through?
0: Um there's there's definitely like some some corn that you know it used to be corn long ago and dried out or remnants of of uh, crops that people have tried to grow since um, there's nothing currently alive in there but there's there's you can be plowing awesome. through some dried good uh, crops that too will
2: provide a little bit of cover visually at least um, so I shall uh, plow through the, uh, <laughs> the 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 these the field of dead corn. Um, as I am uh, uh, coming back around, and uh, once again I'm going to aim the cannon at the back of the uh, uh, Thresher O Death and attempt to hit it. I'm just sort of thinking to myself, or saying to sort of my, to myself, now nah, well, at least it's a single target. Now I should probably roll something to indicate that that is what I am doing. Oh, so close.
0: Well, this was the. Oh, I guess since it just had its turn, this is only the second attack it's gotten. Um, so
2: that would be an so, 18 versus a nineteen.
0: So that would eighteen versus a nineteen. I
2: would like yeah. to spend so ten gross. more points, if I may, to Yay! change mine to a nineteen.
0: All right, that they are also going to spend energy points.
2: <gasps> so let me ask something briefly here: um, Is this going to be a keep going until Jim runs out of energy points thing, or or? Uh, 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 May I may I spend more?
0: Because <laughs> there is a maximum number you can spend equal to your soul stat. Well, their soul is higher than yours, but they oh don't have they don't actually have EP to spare because um, they they use it for other things. Uh, so I think that if you spend another 10 that you'll be able to uh, to overcome their expenditure. Okay.
2: That being the case, I shall do that. So that hits. Uh, they have
0: armor. Your sonic weapon penetrates armor heavily. So.
2: Insidious Five, which is a cool supervillain group name.
0: That is a good name. You are all jockeying for a shot at this thing. It is uh, closing in on on Comet. Has already taken a chunk out of her her backside. And vacant Jones are both oh trying to trying to get their their teeth in it, and then over behind all of you, from around the barn, uh, Karloff comes sweeping through this field of of dead crops, and we can see from above the the path that he's making as he's careening through this field and then suddenly there's a narrow cone of crops that's that's just flattened in front of him that leads in an instant from him all the way to the tractor and it impacts solidly and there's a an almost animal sound as all of the mechanical systems in the tractor are shaken and thrown out of sync uh there's a loud backfire and a cloud of smoke um that obscures the vision of, of vacant Jones for for a moment and then out from the cloud you can see the back end of this tractor as it's very quickly slowing down you just barely have enough time to swerve out of the way and and go to either side and get avoid hitting the back side of the of the spinning blade as this uh this vehicle stops functioning and slows to a stop in the middle of the road. There's a moment of quiet as Karloff is able to pull up and uh, Comet, you can, would, would you be turning around and returning once you see that the tractor is disabled?
3: Uh, returning to where my allies are? Yeah. Um. Yes. I would indeed be doing that. And I do it. Comet returns to where her allies are. All right. In character.
0: <laughs> um, you, uh, you all pull together, presumably still being very defensive, given that this yeah. person has proved uh, pretty capable of some very strange things. And there's nothing for a bit, and then you see some shifting and twisting uh, of the surface of of the vehicle, and from where the the driver's seat would be, but is no longer, um, it sort of exudes a humanoid figure, uh, very much the worse for wear. Um, bits of their clothing have kind of been incorporated into their body. You can see bits of red leather coming out of a cheek. Um, parts of their body are just gone. They're missing limbs. Um, some of them has been supplemented with metal, uh, but they are not functioning. Um, they're they seem to be animate, um, but they're clearly not up for a fight any longer. Um, There's that blue shimmer all over their surface, all over the surface of their of their skin and their clothing as they just sort of slowly drag themselves down off of the husk of this machine and onto the to the road surface in front of you all. They look up at you uh, and they speak and they're amplified as they were before. But instead of it being like they're speaking over a loudspeaker, it's mechanical and gurgling and just they're loud enough for you to hear but whatever is making this happen does not sound does not sound like it feels very good and they say uh she said that I should talk to you you know you know convince you to help us sway Niederdorf into giving us what's ours uh I, 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 I knew it ended up like this. I knew it you know, no matter what I did, I knew that it would turn out this way. I I'd I'd rather go down in a flare of glorious retribution than, than to to take out the, the weapons of our destroyers to try and bring back I don't know, something that's already gone forever. <laughs>
3: um I roll my window back down and and say um What's, what's gone exactly?
0: Our, our people, the, the fleet, our whole culture, you all destroyed it.
3: (laughs) Comet kind of grimaces and rolls the window back up. (laughs) Uh,
1: Vake will climb out of the tank to go stand near them.
0: They look up at you from the ground. If they're
1: not real loud. Uh,
0: I mean, they're, they're, their voice is amplified and harsh from whatever is in them.
1: They'll get out, but not go super
2: close. <laughs> okay. I will also casually be um, getting out of my vehicle with my blade slinger uh, and just kind of cocking it and just preparing it as I look down at this person. Um it also, by the way, occurs to me that if Vake was anywhere near that uh, that harvester uh, when uh, it was when, when it was rendered uh, non-functional, um, they they are probably uh, uh, at least a little bit upset at the the result of the sonic cannon, uh, <laughs> for it was That's very right. loud. Yeah, that it's was a very like, loud noise you know, that took the. Kind out. of like does I imagine that Hans Zimmer pulse that sort of when it comes through. <laughs>
1: Well, happily, I was ensconced in ocean sounds, which mitigated it at least a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yes, there are literally character points invested in having that not bother them. They look up at Vake, and they they say, I know where you got that tank.
1: I don't understand why you're attacking us. We didn't come here to fight you.
0: (laughs) I'm not going to make friends with all of you. they like gesture toward Jones's vehicle and kind of shout out it because Jones is still in there, right?
4: Jones is Jones is still in the vehicle. Um I was trying to decide if he's like unrolled his window and is starting to toss pieces of of bone and uh gristle and whatnot out of his vehicle one section at a time. I think I think that's what he's doing is he's just kind of trying to clean out the insides for a moment.
0: Okay. Then uh, the when you kind of lean out with another chunk of bone, uh, this this person calls out and says, "I recognize that that machine of yours, a digging machine. I know where it's from."
1: You're fucking well, full of information.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: This
1: comet's gonna open up the door and then
3: be like, "Oh, where's my car from?"
4: <laughs> hey. I mean, this thing's from the the the, the alien ships. I mean. They, I know that. They
0: laugh at, at all of y'all, but uh, it it your kind of do a wry laugh at at your jokes about the vehicles, but uh, says no, no, I mean, I mean, I know where it's last from. You know, she's the one who led the attack on your mine. She said we had to hit Niederdorf where it hurt to get him to take us seriously. Are you taking us seriously I... now, huh, miner? <laughs>
4: well, yeah. <laughs> do you do you really need me to take you more seriously
0: <laughs> yeah I told her it was a mistake
4: cause uh, uh you guys killed a handful of folks that I knew and you didn't think you could do that and just get away with it did you?
0: I told him we should just live our lives make it how we could but uh they wanted what was right.
4: I don't see how uh, any one person has the right to take what other people are working for. Yeah. If you have some some magic energy over here, well, that's something you can trade. But that but don't give you the right to take.
0: There's no such thing as the right people take. People are taking. It took from you, you know what? Here, and with the one arm that still seems to be functioning, uh, they they reach and like peel some of that jacket away from their skin, and fish out uh, a necklace that they have to yank to pull free from themselves,
2: <laughs>
0: and toss it in front of them in the dirt. And there's a there's a white disk that's a real simple pendant with a symbol on it that's dangling from the end of the chain and they say I haven't used this in years you take it back to that killer with the beard and tell him that, that this is this is the key to the answers he wants or uh, if you want to do what's right right now you can step on board that ship and kind of gestures with their head back toward the, the ruin
1: you're talking about a lot of things that don't make any sense. What do you think is right?
0: I don't think there is a right. I'm out of time. I've been out of time. It's way past midnight. Our time, my time's over. It's all gone now. I don't care anymore.
4: I think Jones is gonna just get out of the vehicle having... More or less cleaned it out and walk over and probably he has his pistol probably in his hand, because he still doesn't quite trust this fella. But he's gonna go down and and take the the necklace thing mm-hmm. and kind of look at it and see if it looks like anything that means anything.
3: Roll Arcana. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You might want to clean that off first.
0: It's just kind of a rough, vaguely circular, but not entirely circular, rounded edged disc. Uh, It's got a hole in it for the for the chain, and it's got a symbol written on it, like engraved into it, inset, Um, just the same material, same color. Uh, And it's you don't recognize the symbol. It's that same language, that same uh, symbolary as uh, was on the. Um, smooth criminals vehicle
2: I'm going to point uh, my bladeslinger at this individual and uh. I'm going to, to ask has that thing got anything to do with how your friend was able to open portals and throw killer coins
0: uh, they uh, they <laughs> snort and laugh and they say her uh, sure sort of I don't need her if I've got that.
2: And I'm just sort of glance around at the others. Quietly just sort of see, see, checking to see their uh, the, their expressions and uh, attempting to intuit their opinions on whether or not I should de- decapitate this individual.
4: I think Jones, when you meet his eyes, he is going to give you a subtle nod of yes. Uh,
1: there is no possible way you could read Vake's facial expressions. <laughs> I, um...
3: I have my sunglasses on <laughs> and, uh, it's nighttime, right? We're still in, it's yeah. still nighttime. Perfect. Uh, and I, and I shrug if, if he looks at me.
2: So, so I kind of shrug as well. I mean, this wasn't, uh, someone on the bounty, so I don't know if they're worth anything. Uh, so, <laughs> so I don't really, and they haven't ticked me off too terribly. So I don't, uh, feel one way or the other in particular about killing them. And I just sort of look down. Uh, and say, so, with that help, you've earned it fast if you want it. Hmm. You know what?
0: No. I kind of wonder if I'll ever see the sun again, you know? If I last that long? Just let me be.
4: I think Jones is going to be like, it probably's going to hurt a hell of a lot. You ain't right no more.
0: Yeah, well. I gave that speech, I guess I'll get to learn the truth about it, huh? Whether your name for it is right or not.
4: Jones kinda gives a half shrug and a half nod and gives one of those looks you give to someone who's probably not gonna make it, but you're willing to let him try. And turns around and starts walking back to his vehicle.
1: Well, uh, I don't understand. I guess you all are making friends now or or something but before you find the sun i want you to tell me i don't know what ancient text you consulted the kelly blue book or or whatnot but i want you to tell me where this vehicle came from if you know so much
0: uh they chuckle and they say oh you don't know (laughs) it's it's ours
1: Ours being who? I don't even know who you are.
0: We're I mean you call us the subaltern. You didn't think we all died, did you? Uh If you're if you're using that if that vehicle lets you use it, you're probably one of us too.
2: Dun dun dun. Well
0: Sometimes well. the conversion doesn't it doesn't go the same way every time.
1: I mean I'm getting the feeling that this is you think it's important somehow, but you haven't changed anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fair enough.
1: Anyway, thanks for tossing us the car keys. I guess maybe we should go see what it is.
0: They they just kind of shrug with one shoulder.
1: I was sort of looking around at everybody else.
3: uh you've got a you've got a a, a ten a ten four for me. I'm I'm into it. Uh, roger that.
2: At that, I kind of squat down a bit, get closer to them, and I'll go ahead and actually lift my sunglasses a little bit uh, so that eye contact is possible.
0: They look up at you, and they meet your gaze, like, probably with a look that you've seen in the mirror some, which (laughs) is that they don't particularly care what happens in this moment.
2: You're saying we're family? Of some kind. You, I don't know, maybe you've got
0: the blood. They definitely are, and kind of gestures with their head at fake. Says, she said that one of you, th- clearly talking about someone else, she said that one of you thought they were her kid, so.
3: <laughs> Comet perks up at that, and... and... <laughs> finally is uh, the the spirit moves her to to exit the car um yeah 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 that's yep yep that's me that's me she didn't believe me though
0: if you can use our tech I don't know maybe
1: hmm
2: does it matter nope I just sort of look I just sort of look over at comet and I look back at uh, at uh, them, and I'm sorry. It's probably worth finding out, yeah. And then I'll back off.
3: So, uh, what are we? Are you going to give us any any spoilers about what's uh, what's in the ship, or uh, is it a surprise?
1: Well, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> oh, I can already smell them.
0: Uh, They say No I I think it's funny that you don't know
4: Jones kind of stops Right before climbing into his vehicle Looks down at the disc And sort of Changes his mind about Climbing in for a second And he's going to walk over to Vake's tank
1: Mm
0: -hmm.
4: And kind of Knock on it As best as makes sense Be like, hey, Joe Lissa, just out of curiosity.
1: How may I help
4: you? Do you know what this is?
1: When you say this, it is an unclear pronoun referent. Please be more specific.
4: The the disc in my hand on the chain.
1: Please press it to the side of the vehicle.
4: Jones kind of shrugs his shoulders and sticks it up against the vehicle.
1: Running analyses.
0: JoLissa knows that the symbol on it means thirteen.
1: Interesting. The symbol translates to thirteen.
4: Well, that doesn't. Oh,
0: Other is... than that, it's it's a it's a it's giving off a like a it's an encryption key. It's giving off a signal. It's like a it's a key. It's an identifier.
3: weren't there Uh, weren't there twelve subaltern vessels that? Crash to Earth. Is that part of the lore? Yep. Comet Comet comes over and uh looks at well, I guess she doesn't look at Jolissa, but she looks at the tank and says, Th- Thirteen, huh? Weren't there weren't there twelve ships? Is there is there another one?
1: I am afraid I do not have the information you have requested. Vake has already referred to it as a car key. Perhaps they were onto something.
3: Well,
4: well, shit. Jones gives a very loud sigh. Oh, shit. I guess he was telling the truth a little.
1: Truth is one of those funny human ideas. Ha ha.
4: And it'll kind of turn around. So who wants to go for a ride and maybe uh, test drive a spaceship?
3: You know, I never knew that I wanted to drive a
1: spaceship, but I totally want to drive a spaceship. Honestly, I just want to see if we can find some peace and fucking quiet. Let's go.
4: (laughs) What about you, Karlov? You in?
2: I I nod. (laughs) That's all you get? (laughs) All
0: You all pack into your vehicles and drive away, leaving this person to turn onto their back and stare up at the night sky um does anyone have a topic that they i i've got one that we can chat about but i'm getting near the end of my list so if there's something that y'all want to bring up um about the campaign specifically or about some of the themes we're going getting into or anything like that um
4: you know there is an interesting one that kind of bounced around a little bit mm-hmm. which is the fact that in you'd you'd think in an apocalyptic scenario life would have a lot more value than it tends to.
0: Mhm.
4: You know most apocalyptic scenarios you've got people killing themselves all over the place. But you'd think with humanity, you know, dropped to a percent of a percent that life would have a greater value but it almost never does I don't know is that some people have thoughts on?
3: Mm. that is interesting I can't think of a particularly like a non-violent post-apocalyptic uh, media
0: huh. yeah I mean I think I don't know if that reflects how I mean, in a certain way, a lot of our values imply that like our lives have value because of our role in society. And so I think that there's a certain viewpoint from which life doesn't mean anything if you're not going to be able to continue on the way you were before. You know, maybe you're able to preserve the human race or whatever, but you know, you're not going to be able to do whatever your dream was before because that's gone now. Um, and i don't I don't know which I feel is correct. I don't know if I do feel that like presented with the end of the world that people would would value what they have more or not.
2: It's an interesting question because a lot of the fiction in this vein does go on the assumption that we have reverted to the way things were at times in history when life was cheap and in a lot of yeah i
0: mean often to the extent of like using the motifs of that time like using roman names for roles and so on
2: yeah exactly and and i think sometimes even and i can't remember a specific instance right now to cite but it seems to me that when one sees individuals individuals in those settings that are trying to preserve life, sometimes they use that as the motivation for the villain of the piece. Uh, they're doing something that's going too far to try to get things back to, well, not necessarily the way they were, but uh, the way they think it should be.
0: Yeah, kind of enforcing order to try and rebuild society, but doing it in a way that the protagonist doesn't like.
2: Yeah, exactly. It would be interesting to see an example of an apocalypse where they have this sort of assumed need to preserve life, where life isn't cheap. And...
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think... I've, I've, I haven't read The Road, but I've looked at a summary of it, and that at least kind of has a theme of preservation of life. But I think, I think even it is in the face of many other characters trying to kill people.
1: The Handmaid's Tale is not really post-apocalyptic as much as it's dystopian. I don't know how different those genres are when it comes down to it, but it's about the preservation mm. of life. That's true. I also kind of feel like it's a false dichotomy, though, like to argue that we value life so much now. Because I'm not sure that that's right. No, 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 that's...
2: (laughs) No, you're right about that.
0: (laughs) So maybe it's, in a way, the way that people treat life in the post-apocalypse is just stripped of the ability to hide and disguise our disdain our our lack of value of life with with the trappings of society i mean i i think that it is true that historically we value life more than we used to that i'm thinking of a book called uh the better angels of our nature um which has basically looked at just looked at the stats and been like yep we we are less violent now than we are than we were 100 500 1000 years ago um but we certainly are not. the place we are now with value of life is pretty darn low still.
4: Well one of the one of the calculations I've heard for use about value of life has to do with certainty of life. And that's one of the reasons it suggests why um, first world countries tend to have a higher value placed on life than second and or third, because there is more confidence that the parents have that their offspring will succeed. So they have less of a need to have a large number of them. But I'm, I haven't really seen much studies beyond it, as I would almost call that an anecdotal study, more like they were backfitting data, Yes. Yeah. wasn't a really good analysis, but it was something that passed through my mind.
0: I think it's complicated by the fact that that the higher, that the uncertainty, at least at the moment in, quote unquote, third world countries, is the result of systemic action by the wealthy, right? Like, the reason why America, say, is... you have more confidence that your kid's gonna survive is because of the wealth that's in part the result of of us taking advantage of other places
2: well
1: and it's not across the board true here that i mean you can live in places in the united states where your children are not you know like numerically statistically likely to do well or survive right um so i don't know that that's across the board true
0: i guess to peek out from behind the curtain a little bit i think one of the things that i've tried to do with niederdorf is show a place in which people have a different perspective maybe a maybe they are less violent and thereby from some perspective have higher value for life but also are taking for granted the benefits that they have over the folks out in the wasteland. Now I don't know that you've encountered any civilians outside of Niederdorf so I don't know if that contrast is actually too visible but.
1: It actually reminds me of a professor I had in college who it was I guess in a um, history class and he talked about how uh, if you look at the Egyptians beliefs about the afterlife how Basically, there's a very uh, a very set way, if you want to live in the afterlife and be successful, there's a way to do it. And if you look, you could see that the Egyptians also had a very reliable cycle. The Nile would flood at certain times, and they could grow crops at certain times, and life had a very predictable and reliable cycle, and it led to... A predictable, reliable cycle, even in religion and philosophy. And if you compared it to life in the Fertile Crescent, you know, the Tigris and Euphrates, um, the ancient Sumerian culture, it, it was completely unpredictable. People never knew what was going to happen from one day to the next. You didn't know if the river was going to flood or not flood, would the crops get watered, and their um, religious system was equally chaotic you didn't know you maybe things would work out or maybe they wouldn't and there was no way of knowing so um he pointed out that relationship between the um, predictability and the stability of um culture and life and how that really um reflects in someone's ideology or belief system which i think is interesting
0: i guess that kind of ties into one of our our campaign principles which is the live like you're dying principle where kind of the in the tone that that i assign to this campaign we are be not being cautious in part because of the high risk and uncertainty of the world that, that the characters are living in
2: so we're sumerians yeah. essentially is what you're saying
0: i mean which one of us is enki no enki yeah is that yeah. the Thank the doing... yeah. beast man. Yep, and
3: and who's yep. who's Gilgamesh? Not,
0: Not me. It.
2: <laughs> oh boy!
4: <laughs> Rock paper scissors for it.
2: <laughs>
0: well, I'll need to think on that some more. But thank you for the chat.
3: Thank you for building this story for us and with us. Let us know how the thinking goes
0: i I will do so. I also have no idea how next session is going to go um, it might be our last one
4: oh. I was about to say are we going sufficiently <laughs> off track?
0: Uh, this you are you are following one of the possible tracks I uh, anticipated. Um, I did not expect you to s- go straight from. Uh, smooth or straight from Billie Jean to thriller. Um, but here
3: we are. I,
0: I was anticipating that you might yeah. not, you might never go back to
2: Niederdorf. Yeah. There is a an interesting. Fuck Niederdorf. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: I mean, you know, that's the, that's the thing is that you, but with that last conversation, you hit on the, the one thing, uh, at least for my character that, that, uh, that, that Karloff, values more more than money and that is someone actually having a chance to uh, find out where they're from and connect with that and that's uh <laughs> that's a thing that's kind of important to him and at least one of the party has the chance to do that so he's in it to make sure that happens
0: cool i don't know how next session I still don't know how next session is going to go I don't if if there's a combat then you might I don't know boy I'll have to think about this I don't I don't want it to be a tidy ending we'll see
2: sorry if we skipped over several
0: pages (laughs) oh no nope nope I you did not we're good So the four of you leave this figure in red behind to wait for the sun, and you head back towards that junkyard slash base, and you the clearest path as before seems to be to go through that junkyard and the, this is a big chunk of ship that's sort of buried half buried itself in the ground uh, at an angle. and so you you'd be approaching the the base of it where where kind of a there's a collapsed cross section that's that's accessible at ground level. Um, what sort of formation are you proceeding in?
4: Are zombies and zombie cars still functional or have they all collapsed?
0: On your way back, you are seeing just bodies lying around as if they'd just suddenly gotten marionette strings cut, uh, and you see those those monstrous amalgamations of cars that had been following you uh, are just sitting motionless. Uh, whatever, whatever happened when uh, the person you were fighting got knocked out, it must have disrupted whatever was controlling them spooky i
2: i th- i feel like the the best armored of us is probably jones and so if he and uh, i can take point with uh, with him if we want to like go like that
3: i also have an excessive amount of armor
4: oh yeah and i
3: yeah. uh, have not taken any significant damage um
4: well if you haven't taken damage by all means yeah, take I point yeah i would
3: be happy to Lead the charge. And I got a few tricks up my sleeves.
0: All right. So it sounds like it's Karloff and Cobbett up front. And then Vacan Jones following along behind. That's fine. All right. So you make your way through this junkyard, which has you. You are going through this mess of little bits and pieces of machinery that you knocked free just earlier this evening. And you approach the far side of it, where this huge, dirty, formerly white ship chunk has crashed. And it it was previously had kind of a had a lot of graceful curves to it. It looks like, but those are now all crumpled and crunched and and worn away by the elements. And as you, who who has the the little key? Jones does. All right, as you get closer to this, you're, you're following a path that seems rather worn. There's not a, it's not like there's regular traffic here, but definitely over the past years, folks have come to and fro this way a decent amount. There's not any recent tracks that you can spot. Those of you who are good at, um, who know, who are used to following people on the road, but it does look like this is not, you're not the first people to come this way. And you approach this, this wreck, which as you get closer and closer, there's that feeling of this being larger than you thought it was from a distance. It's just this enormous, uh, not city sized, Ship originally. Yeah, this is a, just a chunk of it, but the original was the size of a small town, probably. And you finally come up between two crumpled walls of whatever material this is made out of—not metal, or not a metal you recognize. It's a little more crumbly and shiny and porcelain than that. But you finally are approaching this this dark opening in the wreck and as you do so jones you feel a warmth coming from that disc and it glows with a with a warm golden light and a golden ring forms in the air over that opening and through the ring you can see a bright warm white Passageway large enough to accept your vehicles.
4: Okay, so looking through the ring, I can see where a passageway is that does not appear to be in the wall.
0: Correct. It looks just like those portals that Billie Jean was forming. It looks like the presence of the key has 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 opened up a portal in this dark passageway that leads somewhere else. Well,
3: shoot! Let's get in there. We already know they won't eat us.
4: Uh. Okay.
2: Yeah. Let me go first, just in case they do. <laughs> and uh, I'll get back in. Get back in my car and uh, begin heading forward.
0: All right. You kind of narrow your your convoy a little bit, and Karloff drives through that portal, and the rest of you follow. And you find yourself in a broad, curving, white hallway. vague. looking at your surroundings, you're presumably viewing them through the, the screens on the inside of your car at first.
1: At first.
0: But this is the sort of place that you have been, dreams about that you vaguely remember everything is curved all the lights are not dim but gentle they all have soft edges and have this pleasant golden tinge to them
1: fake is going to lean forward and press the button that turns off the ocean sounds and then they're going to climb up out of the tank the tank can keep going with everybody else but Vake's going to sit on top of the tank and take off their goggles and look around without goggles
0: (gasps) and you are seeing just this this light that you're able to see clearly I mean this is really bright for you but it's of a wavelength that for some reason just isn't bugging your eyes as much as it could and you hear a soft whooshing noise from all around you like almost like uh the sound of blood flowing oh,
1: it's so nice like blood flowing
0: <laughs> uh jones
4: I really hope that isn't over the, the mics.
1: <laughs> it is not. If you like, Jalissa can
4: relay it. I'd rather if Jalissa didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, you probably check your sonar periodically as a matter of habit. Yeah. You may be somewhat distressed by what you're seeing on it. Uh, it might not be totally unexpected, but you're able to see that you are now in a complex of tunnels and chambers. Uh, it is the whole thing that you're you're scanning is roughly round. It's sort of a, a an elliptical shape, three dimensional, um, a series of of floors all with interconnected um, tunnels. The they turn weirdly. Uh, it's it's as if they, in order to travel along, you're expected to drive like straight up a wall. But the perhaps unsettling thing is that outside of this complex, instead of seeing solid rock, you just see nothing. To your sonar, there is just nothing outside here.
4: So, I mean, would it seem like the sonar is getting blocked or absorbed by whatever the outer edge of this stuff is?
0: Quite possibly, but it's it's weirdly sharp. Like, you're not seeing any reflection off of the edge of it. It's just you, you see kind of a, a reinforced wall on the outside edge of this, and then just you're getting no sound back at all. And there are even a few patches of within this complex that are silent and the rest of you are, are starting to see that even though this place is, is very pleasant and golden and glowing, there's something wrong with it. The lights occasionally flicker and you're seeing spots on the wall that are rough and, and almost look like, like you're in a cave and some limestone has flowed over it uh, the surface's texture is wrong, and as you proceed, presumably pretty slowly, you are, see. Yeah,
4: are we leaving tracks and dirt on the floor, or when we look in the rearview mirror, preferably speaking, is the is the floor still pristine?
0: You see tracks for a meter or two, and then as you watch, those tracks are just slowly disappearing behind you as if you're being followed by some invisible force that's cleaning up the dirt.
3: Do you guys know the way back out? Because I don't.
4: Well, I know where we came from, and I'm, I'm hoping this thing is too directional.
1: That seems like a, a, a pretty big assumption.
4: Well, it's my first time.
1: Vake is not convinced that they need a way out.
4: That is uh, definitely useful information, Jolissa.
1: <laughs> you are welcome.
0: Pretty soon, you emerge from this broad, round hallway um, and come into a, a wider chamber. All of the corners of this architecture are enormously sloped to the degree that they're almost banked. Like you could, you could bank up the wall pretty easily. This chamber's walls have racks on them that have most of the the hooks and, and lockers and so on are open and empty, but you see quite a few that have outfits on them that are reminiscent of what the jacko gang wore. so those leather jackets and um, sort of wasteland clothing. And uh, in one or two places along the side of the of the path through this room, there are cars parked and they are those wasteland cars that that are the sort that the typical member of the gang would have driven.
4: So, I want to do a, a experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sonar's being a bit weird, but it does still at least re- reverb back. I want to mm-hmm. pick like a random radio channel and see if um, any of the other frequencies are coming through this building.
0: Um, you flip through your radio, and you are getting the static you expect, and a few very, very distant uh, channels. I mean, you don't. There aren't many people broadcasting in this world, but you, you know, you get the, the occasional bit, bit of wasteland radio. You're not able to find any channels in range.
4: But we're not experiencing any radio comm issues between us, at least. Internally, the surfaces do not interfere with signals. Correct. Okay.
0: Uh, you do, flipping through channels, you find one station, one frequency that's just a periodic beep. Just
2: beep, beep, beep. Actually, is the quality of the signals we're getting from the other uh, from our companions about the same as it usually is, or is it like somehow better or worse?
0: Uh, About the same, I'd say. Um, There's a little more background static than you're used to, uh, but you're like, sometimes there are places that you go where there's high levels of radiation or something like that that generates interference. And so it's it's just sort of like that, some sort of mild level of of static.
2: Okay, just for a brief moment, I thought it might be funny if inside a spaceship is like the one place where Karloff's signal comes in perfectly.
0: <laughs> Sadly, the problem exists closer to the microphone than that. Oh! This this place does seem pretty empty, um, Jones. There's there are parts of this complex that are um, that are so- somewhat different to your sonar than the rest um, if you didn't know any better you'd think that the index of refraction of the air there was slightly different well but um, everyone
4: knows that that can't happen
0: <laughs> and it, in those places you can see a little bit of movement and and more shapes as if there are people around uh, but most of this area is very sparsely populated just a few scattered people and and vehicles moving around Um, and this is like the size of a small town maybe uh, or a large mine you pass by in this in this big garage room a a side passage that where you can see just piles of car parts Uh, most of them junk but the sort of the sort of like supply room that you would have if you needed to equip and maintain a fleet of raider cars.
3: I might like to get out and take a look around while we're in this big garage room and see if how how fresh this stuff looks and if there's any interesting insights we might gain.
1: When Comet gets out of the car, Vake Is going to vault right up into the air and land right beside her. Whoa! In a, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's very cool.
1: Wow. I want to, I want to check it out too. Vake, you, you have eyes. Uh, yeah, I've I've always had eyes. For they're right here on my face. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Hey, hey, just a uh, heads up. I also have hands underneath here.
3: It, it it's it, don't, don't worry. It, it was, it was just a joke, Vic. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: you're welcome. <laughs> Can
2: we just have this particular part of the scene go on for like the next twenty minutes? <laughs> I would be so happy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I just was gonna just gonna poke around uh, some of these old old cars and you know, maybe we'll figure something out. It doesn't look like anybody's after us yet. Um I'll uh go over to, to to some of these old cars and start opening opening up doors. Peeking inside, scoping it
1: out. Vake, you're welcome to join me. Vake will follow pretty close to a comet.
0: Uh, you take some time poking around, and the cars that are out in this garage room uh, seem to be functional. Again, there aren't many of them. Um, it looks like there's space for a lot of vehicles here, and like maybe based on, based on where the lockers and, and, uh, and so on are, are placed, there's usually many, many more vehicles here, but it looks like most of them are out at the moment. The ones that you inspect seem functional. Uh, they seem roughly on the same level of uh, ability as the the gangs' cars that you've encountered before, uh, and they are all clearly like patched together from wasteland vehicles. Um, you're able to see in the lockers nearby some of them that are that are open have changes of clothing in them. So there are, those, there are those leather jackets and like Raider clothes that, that are in a few places. There are more outfits that are maybe these people's clothing that they wear at home hmm. that tend to be, they're made of weird materials. Some of them are like shiny, some sort of shiny synthetic material. Uh, some of them are, are very clean white cotton. With a, with a very visible texture to it. A lot of them have jackets or other like decorations that are in this black, almost rubbery material that's that's very highly textured. You're able to kind of peek into the room that, that has all the junk in it. And there are a few cars that are being stripped down there. And it looks like this room, when you're closer up, looks more like a chop shop these cars clearly used to belong to someone else and are having identifying features removed. Wow. And a lot of them are like, all of them have very dramatic decorations on them. Uh, fancy paint or like big horns or, or, or um, spikes that have, that are being torn off. And there's a big pile of, of decorative stuff in the corner where that are, Presumably being kept for scrap or something.
3: Interesting. Is that stuff like from from the cities or from rival, more decorative gangs?
0: You'd guess it's more from gangs. It this the stuff in the cities tends to be very uniform and more consistently maintained since they have the engines, uh, the terror engines. Um, this looks like maybe. That the Jacko Gangs were taking equipment from rival raiders or other um, wasteland folk.
1: Gotcha. Mm. Fake comes over to Comet holding one of those white cotton jackets. Hey, hey, hey. Can you touch this? I think it it might feel good. Uh, Oh, Okay. I I touch it. What do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah it, it. I think it feels good. Oh, yeah, I had a feeling.
0: It's like the softest, mo- most broken-in white denim. Ugh.
1: It feels real good. It feels It feels really good. Vic kind of holds it like a binky.
2: <laughs> Aw. Have, uh, have the rest of us uh, been able to, I mean, sort of poking our heads out, notice some of the stuff that's around the room?
0: Yeah, yeah, you can kind of be stopped and, and poking around a bit.
2: Okay, um, seeing the stuff from other gangs, I actually am going to take a look through um, and see if there are any sort of like metallic skull type emblems or things of that nature, um, just sort of white painted bone symbols on black, that sort of thing. That's sort of uh, uh, the the kind of thing that I'm looking for.
0: Uh, you poke around and. In the pile of discarded stuff, uh, you see a bit of silver and white poking out. And if you go over and shift some of the material, there's just like a cascade of painted skulls and death's head themed decorations that is in a pile near the bottom.
2: So Karloff pauses and just sort of stands up and stares at it for a minute. Um, and uh, he just sort of is, and crouches down. And he sort of picks one of them up. And he's like, "Damned idiots!"
0: Next time on Tabletop Garden, Ego Driver.
2: It's uh, probably be a good idea if these two liked what they hear.
0: Will you stop pressuring me? Look, look, I'm sorry. All right, it's gotta be shitty i know what it's like down there
1: to be fair i have zero expectations here i'm
3: gonna do something and if it's bad i'm sorry i've only tried it once but don't worry it's still me
4: y'all just do what you're doing i'm i'm going home
0: big eyes small mouth third edition was created by guardians of order the theme music for this campaign is wasteland by phantom elite available under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. For more Tabletop Garden, and to subscribe to us, visit tabletop.garden. And to support the work I do, visit patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir.